All right, so now we are recording. We are both on the podcast and we are also inside the Facebook group live. So let's see how this one works. So um, as I said, for the month of November, I've got four big topics lined up to deliver on a Wednesday evening. And every week I always do a live Q&A. And sometimes I have um, questions or challenges that people are facing that they want me to discuss or, or give advice or tips on, uh, which is brilliant. And then other times there, there's no questions and there's none of those, which is fine. Um, so I always come kind of prepared with something and I thought, well, why not make this, why not we go the other way around? Why don't I make each talk about something specific and then... Uh, if there are any questions on top of it, then this is a Brucey bonus. So this is the first of those. We're going to test out how this goes. Um, but as always, I'm really, really hoping that it's going to provide some value uh, and hopefully it's going to be some simple, actionable things that you can literally plug and play right away. That wasn't actually meant to rhyme. But uh, anyway, so tonight we're going to talk about making it easier on yourself. And it's all good and well me saying that, obviously. Um but it's it's a hard process. We know it's a difficult process, you know. Um, part of my ethos, as you know, is to try and make things as smooth as possible and to fit into life as easily as possible. Um, because although when things are tough and difficult, if we know we can hold things and make things work for short terms, but long term, it's just not going to fit into life, isn't it? You know, we, we can be strict and disciplined with ourselves. We can cut this out. We can go above above and beyond one thing or another. But if it's not going to fit into life, it's going to be too much of a burden. It's just never going to be enough to become a habit. So the easier and simpler we can make it, the more success we are going to have in this, right? So there's two angles I want to look at with this is that we first of all got the choice of how we do things. So the key thing to look at with this is making sure that we're setting challenging but realistic targets rather than the quickest and fastest ones that are going to get us the, the best results, you know, because we all have this default mode. But I think it's it's kind of, I don't know where it's from or how it's deeply ingrained, right? But you all know what I'm talking about here, that whenever we set a target, we naturally want to achieve it as quickly as possible. We naturally want to be perfectionist and do it as well as, as well as possible. But typically that means that we have to go 100 miles an hour and we have to throw the wheels at it you know we have to throw everything at it to make it make it work but the problem is as i was saying a second ago it's just never sustainable that way so from the get-go what we need to think about is setting challenging but realistic targets so that means looking at what's actually feasible for the time you have available for your other around your other commitments your other priorities your other responsibilities and thinking well that you know that makes sense that makes sense this could work that could work but thinking okay that's comfortable i know i could do that but what's going to be a bit of a challenge on top of that because we want to we want to stretch ourselves but not overly right we want to make sure that we're doing enough to move forward and push forwards but not too much that it's just a matter of time before we, we can't keep this going so we need to make sure that we're also doing this in a way that we enjoy, right? You know, we have, to, if, if we don't enjoy the process, even if it can fit into our life, it's another thing that's eventually going to stop, that when motivation runs dry, when whatever the thing we're doing stops being novel anymore, um, 
we will just slowly make excuses as to why we're not going to do it, right? So that's why it's very important to make sure that when you're planning your week, we make sure it's food choices that you know you're going to enjoy because the worst thing you can have is getting to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and having a crappy, stressful day and thinking, oh, to make it worse, I've got blah. Insert a food choice that sounded good and healthy when you made your plan over the weekend um but in reality it's the last thing you want to eat and then that's when we end up making poor choices we'll completely deviate we'll get a takeaway we'll do all that all those kind of things so making sure that the thing things that we choose are going to fit in with what we know we like and it's again it's always trying to find that middle ground it doesn't have to be the healthiest and the lowest calorie it just needs to be something which is going to fit and suit our goals that's something that we know we're going to enjoy same goes for exercise you know i talk a lot about trying to encourage you you guys to get more strength training in and so many of you are training from home getting into the gym which is absolutely fantastic and i love it um but we also need to be realistic and find that middle ground between what's going to be the thing that you can actually keep going and see yourself doing in the long term here. Um, so there always will need to be an element of enjoyment. Otherwise, you know, yes, you you can try and build yourself into being super disciplined with it, but you're going to make it far easier if you actually quite enjoy it. And but another way to look at it, actually, just thinking about it, because I um, there's certain things that I enjoy and certain things I don't. Like I, I really love doing weights and I, but I really love running. And not a lot of people like to do both uh, because, you know, they both are totally different things. Um, you might get a little bit of extra chiming up from, from Ronnie here. He might have a bit of wind blessing. Um, but the thing that I really love personally is the competitiveness and the challenge. So... When it comes to weights, I know that if I'm doing some kind of circuit, that if I'm lifting a certain amount of weight, I want to be able to complete the circuit in X time. Um, or again, on weights, I know that I can lift X amount of kilos for X amount of reps on such and such exercise. That I know if I keep on doing that in a couple of weeks time, I should be able to up it by five kilos or something. So for me, it's the competitiveness of it. Like, yes, I enjoy the exercise as it is, but when I'm doing it, I d sometimes I don't like, you know, we're all it's natural that if something is hard, our body says, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you can stop now if you want. <laughs> this is difficult. We don't like to do this. Our body's kind of coping mechanism from a core level is to keep us safe. And if we don't like doing something, it's going to tell us to stop. Um, so f for me, I know that if I keep on pushing through, I'll satisfy those elements in my head of of competition um so yes yeah, so again it's looking at things in all these different areas and ho hopefully that's triggered something in your mind and you're thinking oh com competition that's a i never thought of that before so again this isn't another thing that will make it more enjoyable and ultimately make it easier for you to keep going with it um and then the last thing on this topic is getting the family involved as well so on both aspects that we've been talking about here in terms of food choices and food, food preparation, like getting younger kids involved in the cooking or getting younger kids involved in the choice of meal plans for the week. Because as I said to you, you, you don't have to be making multiple different meals for different family members. Like I completely appreciate kids can be super fussy. I completely appreciate adults can be super fussy. Um, but it doesn't need to be 
a complete change of a total meal. Like we could just be looking at changing one element of a meal, you know, substituting pasta for rice or substituting veg for no veg if you've got kids that are that picky. Do you know what I mean? It's if you stop looking at meals as a complete thing that you have to change the, the whole thing in its entirety and think about, oh, well, someone doesn't like chips, but they'll have a jacket potato. Like, I know that's still a little bit faffy, but that means you're only changing one element rather than the whole entire thing. Um, and same goes for activity, right? What we want to be doing, and I'm sure you'd agree, is to encourage our, our kids, our family to get involved, you know, whether they need to lose weight or not. And obviously kids won't need to. Um, but if, you know, the, the more chance we have of making this work and making this fit into life is if it's something that we we can all do together and you know I, I love going out with Daisy and like right now if I well right now it's quarter past seven she's asleep in fact actually no if I woke her up and said Daisy we're gonna go out on your scooter she would jump right out of bed still with her pjs on and she'd be like right come on then let's go like she absolutely loves it because it's fun and she enjoys it and and that's that's what I love and it's what I want to instill in her that it doesn't need to be exercise but being active getting fit moving around is part of life and it's something which should be part of our regular routines um so the more we can get our family involved the better because then you also don't feel like the black sheep you know like i, I was chatting to one of you this week about how we can incorporate getting more active during the weekends you know that if you um, are perhaps less active during Monday the Friday. We need to capitalise on the time where you're perhaps not working. Um, and I said about, well, how can we get the whole family involved? Because it's not going to be ideal, is it, that if you've got family time for the weekend and then you're, you say, oh, guys, sorry, I need to go and do a workout or I need to, you know, detach myself from this family time, um, which if it's only half hour, it probably is not going to actually impact your, your, your family time and your, your weekend. But it's probably even better if you say, right, we're all going to go for a nice walk together or um, we can go, you know, do something which is which involves getting into a game. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's obviously depends on what your family would enjoy and what you would like. But this is the kind of thing I'm, I'm trying to get you to think of here is that if we can make it more enjoyable, if we can get other family members involved, if we can make it part of our culture and our routine we're far more likely to make it actually happen. So again, making it easier on ourselves, okay? So I hope that's making some sense there. And I've definitely gone off on a few tangents. We knew that, was, we knew that would happen. Um, but now we're going to come into the other part and I've got some specific things that we can actually try. So I was just talking there about how we want to think about how we do things um, and the enjoyment factor. But now I want to talk about how we can actually set ourselves up for success and make it easier in the prep work, because we all know what it's like. When we feel motivated, we say things like, right, this week I'm going to exercise four times. Uh, my meals are going to be absolutely brilliant. I'm not going to eat this. I'm, I'm going to eat that. I'm going to do this. We can have the most brilliant intentions, can't we? We can you know, have, and it makes complete logical sense in our mind. But then when it comes to certain things, that's when it can be, it can all just fall, fall by the wayside, can't it? That, you know, stuff gets in the way. Life throws in the curveballs. We're tired, we're stressed, work's busier than we planned, kids have been little so-and-sos, all those things, right? So instead of just having those good intentions, let's actually put things in place so that when it is time to do whatever thing, it's half done. 
So what I mean by that is this. So when we plan out our week, right, I want you to think about, you know, the meals in advance. What are we going to have? What kind of things do we normally have for breakfast, lunch, dinners? When we think about dinners, as I said before, I've kind of half covered this one already, that, you know, we need to think about are we going to enjoy that and want that when it gets to that point in the week, you know? Um, do we need to make better, more sensible choices earlier in the week? Because we know that come the latter part of the week, we do want a bit more flexibility, you know? So just think about things like that. When it comes to tracking, can we save meals when we've been put them onto my fitness pal or NutriCheck or whatever app you use? Can we save them so that the next time we have them, it's couple of seconds to, to input it in because you know the measurements are going to be more or less the same most things are going to be pretty pretty much the same that you would have had the time before right um can we track in advance can you tonight quickly punch in what you're going to be having tomorrow so that we don't end up getting to lunchtime and thinking ah oh, shit i didn't do it last i didn't didn't do it in advance and now I'm busy I've, got, I've now got my next meeting do you know what I mean we fall into that trap so can we do that in advance because when we're thinking about it it won't take long at all and the reality is it's probably going to be the same breakfast you normally punch in so it's going to be a literally a, a four second job in done and then oh yeah tomorrow I'm bringing such and such with me for lunch tomorrow that's going to be uh, when you're in the app already and you do breakfast lunch dinner any snacks you know you're already going to have because it's already planned it's far quicker than having to go in at breakfast, come out. In at lunch, if you remember, come. Do you know what I mean? So again, make it far easier for yourself. When it comes to actually cooking, can you put cook various different things in bulk? Whether that's a couple of nights meals um, at a time, or if you didn't want to have the same thing two days on the bounce, perhaps, could you make a big batch of something, put a load into, into the freezer, and then that's even quicker all you've got to do is defrost it amazing defrost it warm it up serve it and it's done for another evening you know and far more cost effective that way when you when you're cooking in, in a bigger amount um or it might be that you you don't want to have the same dinner two days in the bounce but you're happy to have one meal for a dinner tonight for example and then you have that same thing for lunch tomorrow so again we're just being more time efficient and saving time in the future again making it easier um Something that I, and this is really interesting actually, so I used to be really against the microwave years ago. Um, in my early PT days, I think I read somewhere once, and it probably is absolutely bogus, uh, I read somewhere once that the microwave would essentially sap any nutrients that, that you're, um, that's in the food you're cooking um, because of the process of how, how it uses, well, how, it, how it actually heats up. And that put me off and I was like, no, no, you should never use that, never do that. And then in these latter years, I've been like, well, I probably wouldn't really cook vegetables or something uh, in the microwave. I have done in those little little packs. They're really actually handy. Oh, sorry, those of you on the Facebook Live, it's I think my signal went a bit funny then for a second. Hopefully this is all right. Um, yeah, even one step further than that is telling someone that you're doing it. So not only are you accountable, so you're more likely to do it, but when someone knows you're going to do something, it's less likely that something else is going to get booked in on top. Um, and the final part of that is getting your clothes out ready. Like It makes such a difference. If you wake up first thing in the morning and your clothes are there, sitting there, ready, it's another reminder of, oh yeah, 
I was going to work out today, wasn't I? And it's like, right, okay. You're just removing any any barriers from it. Um, social events. Can you get your friends on board? It, it's, you know, if you know that you're meeting a group of friends that typically you end up just getting absolutely hammered with, and I, you know, you know my approach. If it happens every now and again, it's life and it's part of what you enjoy. Happy days. Let's enjoy that. But if it's if, if you know it's starting to hinder your results and slow everything right down, can you suggest that you do something, a different kind of activity where perhaps there's still some booze involved, but you're being more active or you're doing something else so the drink isn't the focal point, if that makes sense. Uh, so just thinking about how we can make those situations just that little bit easier. Um, and the final one, which is a bit out there, is from a mindset perspective of making things easier, I want you to shift around the thinking of that you get to do these things rather than, ugh, I need to do those things. I have to do those things. You know, I get to exercise. I, I get the opportunity to improve my health, improve my energy, you know, prolong prolong my lifetime, like to be able to jump and run around my kids more. Like I get to be able to do that. I get that opportunity rather than, oh, I've got to do a bloody workout today. I can't be asked, you know, or I get to eat good quality, nutrient dense food, which is going to improve my health, improve my energy, make me feel good rather than, oh, I've got to eat. Do you know what I mean? It's just shifting how we're looking at it. Um, and it's a really powerful thing, you know, it makes us more grateful, makes us more mindful, and it can hope t totally help to, again, make doing those things and making those decisions even easier. So I really, really hope that was that was helpful tonight, guys. As I said, it was a, it's a different format we're trying. Um, I know there's a couple of you watching on the Facebook Live. So if you do have any questions, I'll keep everything going. So please just shout, um, is, is there any questions? Is there any points? Has that been helpful? Has it been rubbish? <laughs> Hopefully it's not been rubbish. Uh, but if it has, I'm always open for feedback. Um, but yeah, let me know your thoughts. And whilst, if there are going to be any questions, they might be coming in. Um, what I want you to do is, from what I've said today, can you comment below with one to three things that you're going to implement off the back of it? So whether it's opting for microwave rice because it's quicker, uh, whether it's diarising your workouts where perhaps you might not have done, whether it's... Um, asking others in the family what they would like to eat it in the coming week so you can make the meal plan with everyone else in mind like what are the th one to three things that you thought oh, do you know what i slack off on that thing that would actually help me to do that so if you can let us know in the comments of this or if you're listening on the, on the podcast post this in the group about what you're going to do and what was helpful um but yeah so any questions ladies I think we've got Kirsty and Lucy, I can see. But then my signal was a bit iffy, so God knows if that's even accurate. Um, but I shall literally give that 30 seconds and then we shall round it up there. Uh, ah, Lucy. Uh, we'll definitely di diarise workouts. Uh, I have a whiteboard so I can tick it off. Ooh, I like that. like that a lot. Um, live a lost. Live a lost. I'm not sure what that last bit means. Love a list. <laughs> Got the wrong way around. <laughs> Perfect. I'm the same. And I think when you visually see that as well, it's so powerful, isn't it? Like, 
one, it's like it's there, so it's like, oh, I need to tick that off. But how satisfying is it to tick something off or cross something out? Like, I love that. I'm a, I'm a crosser. Like, I like to strike a line through it, so it's definitely done. Like, ticks are nice. But crossing something through, super satisfying. Excellent. Right, ladies. Well, thank you for your time today uh, or tomorrow or the next day for listening on the podcast. I don't know. But as always, love to hear your feedback. Um, but really hope that was helpful tonight. I hope that was a, a good topic. Um, as you've probably seen in the Facebook group, I've set up events for these so you can actually see what these topics are. Um, as always, I've tried to think about what's going to be helpful. But if you know of a topic which you're like, do you know what, James, I'm really struggling with something. Let me know and I'll, I'll create an episode um, you know, specifically around that. And that's what I want. Like I, I will do my utmost to, to think about bridging the gap and, and, you know, thinking about what's going to be helpful. But if you know of something you're struggling with, don't hold it in because I bet if you are, everyone else might be as well. All right. So anyways, have a fantastic evening and I shall, let me stop the recording on here. And love you and leave you on here, ladies. Have a fantastic Wednesday night. Speak to you soon.